Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Hey guys, um, welcome to Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Today we're here with Junaid. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everyone. Um, it's a pleasure to be here on this podcast every time I'm on. Um, I am Junaid. I have just finished my third year studying medicine at Trinity College and my pronouns are he, him. Nice. Um, so today we've got a new quick fire question, uh, quite relevant for around this time of the year for those uh, students who are thinking about the admissions process and uh, their UCAS, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Junaid, um, what do you find or what did you find was the most stressful part of the admissions process? Uh, so I guess uh, <laughs> I'd start by saying um, just to pay, to pay my respects to um, the process and everyone going through it right now, the whole part, the whole thing, you know, is, is pretty, is pretty stressful. Um, so, you know, solidarity to people going through it, but I'd say, um, well, just to give a breakdown of, uh, for medicine, the different things involved, um, you've got your entrance tests, then your personal statement interview, and then finally, of course, your A-levels, which will be the same for um, most, uh, or, or at least a lot of students applying to Oxbridge. Um, but not, not the case for all universities, but medicine is one of those things where you have an entrance test and an interview for, I think, the majority of universities you apply to. Um, so in that sense, uh, considering all those things together, I would say um, that the admissions tests, I think, were the most stressful part uh, for me. Um, so you've got, just again, to give a big breakdown into um, all the, the wonderful things that, that medicine, um, applying to medicine involves, you've got the uh, UCAT, which is the admissions test that isn't used by Oxbridge, um, and is more sort of like, uh, sort of similar to an IQ test, and is something that you organise um, by yourself uh, at a test centre that's near you, uh, much in the way you would for a driving theory test in, in the UK. And then there's the BMAT, which is the one that Oxbridge does look at, and I think some London universities as well. Um, and that one is done uh, like um, like a sort of ordinary exam um, that your school um, will organise, or it's something you might have to talk to your school about, depending on how many people you have uh, sitting the exam. But overall, both of them are things that you haven't um, really done before. Uh, it, for me, it was, um, and I think for most people, it's a it's a very new experience because you've prior to this you've done your GCSEs which are you know content that you learn and then sort of um regurgitate or in the best cases apply in an exam um but this is different it's uh, not supposed to be as practicable as other parts of um of uh the sort of education system as a whole so uh, I think yeah as as it is sort of a, a new challenge um I I did I did find this uh, the most daunting nice um yeah thank you for giving us a breakdown of of what the admissions process is a bit like for medicine as you know yeah they are the tests at least definitely do differ um what was it about uh was it the bmat the test itself that was stressful or do you feel like you would have been straight like or that you would have found it stressful whatever admissions test it was um i think uh the with the bmat specifically um, you know, staying on brand as Oxford from the inside. Uh, there, there is the idea that there's a lot riding on it, I suppose, because um, it's your BMAT and your GCSEs that uh, decide basically whether you get an interview. Um, so it feels a lot like um, 
you know, it feels like it can feel like a lot of pressure um, because you're whether you get an interview is basically decided on on that one exam that you've had limited experience um, trying to grapple with. Um, yeah, so I'd say it's it's uh, it's a sort of importance of it in the admissions sort of system that that makes it stressful. Hmm. Do you know, like, it's fine if you don't, because, like, I don't know how many students know, like, how many students know the information that much, but do the predicted, do a prospective student's predicted A-level grades come into the decision process for medicine? So uh, the there is a, there's a handy webpage about this. Um, they have, uh, I think, quite detailed information online about how they calculate, like, a certain score with your BMAT and your GCSEs. Um, your contextualized GCSEs, that is, uh, to decide interview. And then they claim that everything, um, you know, your predicted grades, your personal statement, et cetera, will come, and your interview performance, of course, will come after that point. Um, that's what they say. I, 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 of course, don't know exactly what it is. I mean, I, I suppose the university has the freedom to do whatever it wants to do, but that is what they declare they do on the website. And we can link that in the uh, mm -hmm. description. Yeah. That sounds good um and yeah just for anyone listening uh that's very specific to medicine uh if i don't know if the top of my head mm. um but if they say that for other subjects when they're choosing people for interview they look at all the information then uh it's very safely to presume that they do look at all the information because it might subtly differ between uh, subject by subject partially because the tests will be different and the subjects are different and etc except they'll be looking for uh different things um what was i going to say oh. um so would you say that um because you said that one of the stressful things about the test is that um students don't have much experience with it you know you don't have that much time to prepare for the bmat um would you think that the, like the admissions process experience would be less stressful um like if someone was to do it after a levels when they had more time or yeah or when they had more oh. time to practice it or do you know anyone who's doing medicine that um applied after um after doing their a levels etc i actually that's a good question i actually don't um and i do know of people who do that but i haven't um asked them about how they found the experience in my uh my experience yeah, it's 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 quite tough to balance everything. Um, I've often said like year thirteen and indeed the end of year twelve feels like just endless hurdles that you have to sort of jump over um, because you've got your your UK cap preparation, which I think yeah, which will be before um, your BMAT, and then you've got your personal statement, and then the BMAT, and then you know you probably have mocks at that point for A levels. You know who knows? Um, so yeah, having having some dedicated free time for it would um, I can see that definitely being useful. Um, but at the same time, I don't think um, it's necessary. I, th I think uh, year 13 is, 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 a, is a struggle anyway in terms of time management. So um, in some ways, it's like, uh, what's one more thing, right, <laughs> mm -hmm. that you have to um, try and balance uh, with everything else? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. yeah, I personally definitely wouldn't discourage anyone from uh, applying in their year 13 if they want to, for sure. Mm -hmm. Or I remember our tutor back in sixth form used to really encourage students if they thought the course was perfect for them that um, and they weren't to be successful in the first time um, 
they should uh if then if they want to there's nothing wrong with uh trying again because uh for those admissions tests they would have a lot more time and i can't remember what the stat was but i remember him being very positive about medics who didn't get an offer from any of their unis and tended to do uh to do much better um statistically mm-hmm. if they reapplied um and i guess one of those reasons would be that you'd have multiple months of no a levels and time to do the bmat if you wish if you yeah. wish to do so um all right so we're coming towards the end of the podcast uh Janaid, is there anything else that you wanted to say yeah i i'd just like to um end on a sort of positive note um it is i mean at the same time you know we're here at oxford from the inside the good the bad but always the truth it's stressful it, that that is the truth but um, what I like to sort of remind myself was that, um, you know, you're going through it. Um, and that's something that so many people before you have, have also gone through and, you know, successfully got through. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, during your preparation, you might get a score on a mock test that you don't like. You might even, I think I actually got my actual BMAT score and wasn't happy with it. Um, just because it wasn't the sort of numbers that I was used to seeing from my practices. But still, even though you sort of have these moments of stress, you can still, um, well, you can still definitely get into the university you want to get into, or even, you know, another university and still pursue the same course that you want to. So, um, you know, hang in there. It's tough. But uh, I wish everyone listening and watching every success. Amazing. Beautiful. All right. Uh, thank you, Janaid, uh, for sharing your experiences of um, your admissions process. And um, thank you for the li- uh, listeners for uh, tuning in, whether it's on YouTube or your podcasting platform. Um, we hope you guys stay safe, enjoying the summer, and um, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>